Hello, everyone. This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you so much for joining me tonight on another episode. And as always, I'm very grateful for all the listeners as well as uh, the new the newbies. Thank you. Welcome. And uh, let's get started. All right. So the topic that I'm I, I didn't know what to call this topic, but I think the best thing to say is it's probably what we want to stay away from doing while we're in relationships. If you're not in a relationship, this is could be this information today could be very useful for you to identify what you don't want in a relationship, right? When you see these red flags, run. <laughs> so dramatic, Tala. <laughs> but yes, I am a little dramatic today. Uh, so you're going to get a little drama. I guess I hope that explains what I'm talking about. It's kind of like what I would have wanted to know or what I see as doors that people open in relationships that they don't make boundaries about, or they don't really quite address, uh, or even think they're red flags. We just justify and we do nothing about it. So whether you're doing those things yourself or you are in a relationship where somebody else does them, you know, it's, those doors are very hard to close. Once you open them, what I'm going to discuss today, once you open those doors, they're very hard to close. They make a relationship very difficult to have. It's not impossible to close the doors. It'll just have to be redone with boundaries and respect of boundaries and communication, communication, communication. So, all right, enough, enough of the intro. I think you guys need to know what it is I am seeing as red flags or uh, clues that you are carrying baggage that you need to resolve before you get into a relationship or that you're currently in a relationship where your baggage is just full blown and or you're dealing with other people's baggage that is full blown in full effect in that relationship. So, okay. Number one. Okay. This is, this one is, is, uh, kind of like, I just hit my hand. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Ouch. All right. When you constantly need reassurance in a relationship is that's, that's a, that's a rough one. You know, it's when you're always saying, do I look, do I look pretty? Do you, do you still love me? Um, do I look fat in this? Do you, uh, do you still want to be with me? I, I don't know if you really want to be with me anymore. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's everything that's being said is, is for the purpose of reassurance. I need reassurance from you. And I keep saying it. Now, let me just tell you, if you're in this relationship with someone else and this is what's happening, you're constantly giving reassurance. You're really at first being flattered when you ask this question, when you're asked this question and you answer it politely. But unfortunately, the more you give, the more this person wants more reassurance. It makes it difficult for them to make decisions. They're very reactive at times when they don't get reassurance. It's um, constant need for reassurance. I mean, a, a lot, a lot. This person has a hard time making decisions. This person freaks the hell out when they're not they believe or perceive that they're not being heard or they'll complain often. You're not hearing me. You're not listening to me. And they're, and they're like, no, I'm listening to you. I'm just not reassuring you all the time. I don't want to want to. It's not my job. So what I'm trying to say is that if you decide to take that job to reassure your partner all the time, I don't think you want to do this for life. Unfortunately, that's the commitment you're making. If you're going to be with this person for a long time is that you are going to take that job position. You've been hired. So I suggest you don't even get hired at all. You don't even apply at all if you ask me for that kind of job. 
from the beginning, when a person needs reassurance, and when you see that they need reassurance, you send them back to themselves. You say, you know what? Do you think you look pretty? Uh, and that's all that matters. That's it. You know? And they'll try it a few more times where they want to get your reassurance. And sure enough, I just need you to hold, stand still, and just do not give them that reassurance. Okay? So I hope that's pretty understandable because it's, it's, it's one that really ruins relationships. It gets annoying for both partners. One that has to give relationships and one, uh, I mean, sorry, reassurance and one that has to receive it all the time. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. There's a lot of expectations there. It's pretty filthy. It's pretty filthy. <laughs> and they have to say it just the right way. And it's like, it has to be scripted beautifully. I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty filthy. So don't do it. Please fire yourself from that job. <laughs> Another door that is difficult to close if you open it, if you open it in a relationship is, ooh, in the heat of an argument, or heat of a fight, in the beginning of the relationship, you'll realize if this person brings up or brings up their ex and compares you with their ex and vice versa. You could be comparing them with your ex or comparing yourself with your ex. I don't know. But the comparison game, especially if it's coming from, let's say I'm the one who's comparing you to my ex. That's not, that's not a good thing. That's a red flag. I don't need that kind of contribution in a relationship because it is, it is hard to shut that door once you open it. It's, it creates this, this loyalty and this trust in a relationship. It plants that seed from the beginning. So I suggest you guys not to open that door. It's tempting, tempting, uh, to, uh, prove a point that this person that we're currently with is not performing as well as my past, but that's not their baggage to hold for you. And if you are the receiver of that, I definitely need you to put a boundary in there. Put a boundary in there and, and, and make it clear from the beginning that we don't talk about exes. We are starting fresh in the new relationship. You're not in charge of my baggage and I'm not in charge of your baggage. And I, and I like that. We're both adults handling our own baggage. That's how that's discussed. All right. Number three. Okay, here we go. Uh, use your past as an excuse not to take responsibility for your irritability and your mood swings and blah, blah, blah. Well, I've been, I've been traumatized. I've been depressed. I've been blah, blah. I've had abusive relationships and that's why I don't trust you. Stop. Just that's baggage. Baggage. You don't, this other person does not need to earn your trust or work hard for that. No, you, this is the risk you take. You trust someone in a relationship and you take that risk. They don't have to pay up for what was done to you before. It's inappropriate, it's immature, and eventually this person is going to resent you. So we don't want none of that. We don't want to open that door because it's, again, that person who does not take responsibility for their emotions and always says, oh, I'm, I'm depressed and they're entitled. I'm entitled to my emotions and everybody has to feel it with me. And it's not like they hide it is what I'm saying. That kind of, that kind of personality is not hiding their emotions. They're basically, if they're in the, in the middle of chaos, they want everybody to absorb that chaos. Everybody has to be chaotic with them and depressed with them or, I don't know, cater to their depression because their emotions are more important than somebody, and somebody else in that relationship. I hope you get what I'm saying, but yeah, that's a, that's a big one. So if you, are the receiver of that 
situation. If, if, so, if your partner is constant, if you're making excuses constantly for your partner, you won't like that job once again. It's kind of like that door, it opens and you'll always, you'll always be making an excuse. And this partner will never take responsibility for their emotions and your needs will not be met because they're too busy. They can use their emotions as an excuse to avoid, to take responsibility, whatever the hell, you know what I'm talking about. If this is resonating with you, you know what I'm talking about. All right. Next one. They usually have, oh, this is, this is that person. Okay. They need to know the outcome of the relationship before they start enjoying it. You know, it's, it's, it's like one or two of the, two of the partners could be very highly anxious, very moody, um, needs always proof, 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 and proof that this person's going to stay and they're not going to go away before they start getting comfortable. And that's really limiting you guys. It's limiting your ability to start enjoying the relationship without the need for proof. Uh, it's kind of like the concept of faith. I don't need you to see the proof of faith before you start <laughs> releasing it. You know, I need the, I need the faith to happen before you get to know or see evidence of the outcome. Okay. Uh, it would be a regret if you didn't enjoy the hell out of that relationship. Uh, if you're sitting there making it miserable for you until you enjoy the relationship, until you get proof that this person's not going to leave you, this is just rotten. It's rotten and you need to take responsibility for it because you will not like it, friends. You will not like it. It will just eat you up like a bad apple on the inside. Just, just just worms coming out of it. it won't be pretty it won't be pretty all right so we don't need to be it's immature to say i need to have an outcome i need a, a wedding ring before i start you know enjoying the relationship the point is to enjoy the relationship we don't own another person a ring a claim will not really do any of that for us i promise it will not really do what you think it does so i hope that makes sense okay all right, the next point we are going to make here that it, it's a red flag, whatever you want to call it, a red flag or a door that you shouldn't be opening in a relationship or, or an indicator of that person having baggage is or something you shouldn't be opening really more like it. When a person starts making excuses for you, when in the beginning of the relationship, you start making excuses for this person, this person's behavior, this person's outlook. It goes with the last one a little bit, but it's a little bit more regarding the beginning of the relationship. We often see red flags. We have a feeling. We don't, we know what's not feeling right for us and what's, what's feeling good. And we don't trust it. We want things to be different. We, we, we have a fear of loneliness or a fear of abandonment, at which point it becomes scary. And we act now on fear. So we'll start justifying this person in front of us who happens to have a couple of good qualities in them, but we'll justify their behavior just to make this work because we don't want to keep looking. You know, we're afraid that we're going to be alone for the rest of our lives and or variations of that fear. So I really want you guys to be aware of the idea that from the beginning, I don't want you to be in denial. You know, it, it, we want to be able to be on a date. And when we see someone who is something, something that just doesn't sit right with you, please trust it. Please trust it. Some people say, well, you, you be too much of a perfectionist or you're being too picky. Listen, I'm inviting you in my world. I better be picky about who the hell I'm inviting in my life and in my world. Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing. Please be as picky as you like to be. 
I think anxious people don't wait and they have relationships too quickly. And we don't want to be that. We want to be really thinking through the right kind of partner for us. We are not one size fits all. We want to be a right fit for the right person. And if you are picking someone that doesn't quite meet the need, but you're kind of like making excuses for them because you're afraid to be alone or you're afraid of abandonment or whatever, any of those variations will cause you to react on fear and make interpretations about this person or make excuses for them or create a fantasy about this person that isn't real. And you know, you're lying to yourself. You know, you are. If this is resonating with you. You know who you are. <laughs> All right. Okay. On to the next one. Something you should definitely not be opening doors at all and doing is checking social media, emails, phones. This is what I call the investigator Susie and investigator Bob. I don't need you to be an investigator. I don't need you to be a CSI. <laughs> I don't, I don't need an episode of CSI. I don't need you to check under the bed, to check in the closets, to, to check in pockets. I, if you're looking for someone, go ahead and just leave them. I mean, if you're that distressed about it, I mean, even if you do think about it, even if you actually find something, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> what, 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 what is the boundary? What's the consequence? Most of the time I'm, I'm curious about that. I'm very curious about what is the consequences, my friends, when you do catch someone doing something, because most people say, Oh, I'm going to walk away. I've never seen that happen. <laughs> it's very hard to walk away from someone. Very very difficult, even if they've done you wrong. If you don't catch them red-handed, they can make any excuse and you'll take it because they feel, they feel met a need for you and, and they said the right things and you'll make the excuse for them, right? So they'll use that logic against you sometimes. The cheating partner will use a lot that logic. Well, you didn't see me, you know, I can explain it. You didn't actually see me in the ag, so it doesn't count. What? <laughs> what? I mean, you know, you know when things don't add up and, but this is the thing. If you're going to play investigator suit and investigator Bob, but there's no consequence to what you find, dear friend, enjoy the hell out of the relationship where it's at or get off the pot. Yeah. That's my advice to you. And I know it's a little harsh, but I just have to say it that way because if I don't say it that way, it will not be taken seriously. I don't need you to look at all this stuff. It's immature. I think it, you're losing your peace. And I, if you know me well, nothing, nothing interrupts my peace. I value it that much and I defend it today that much. I work on it constantly. And so I don't want you to lose your peace. If you really distrust this person enough to look through their stuff, either you have baggage that you need to handle and it's, they're not, they're not giving you any evidence. But if you do have evidence, please, please uh, make a consequence or a boundary that you need to make. So that can be taken seriously. Okay. So it's not confusing. It really isn't. And we confuse the hell out of ourselves because we need to get catch them red handed. No, no, no. There's much more terrible things people can do to one another without cheating. Just saying, just saying that the, the relationships are, are very wild these days. Very wild. Yeah. So. I hope that makes sense with the social media. Do not open that door because if you start checking each other's phone, you're letting your girlfriend or boyfriend check your phone. That is not a door you want to open. It just creates a level of distrust. And if they tell you, well, my ex was a cheater and a liar and that's why I'm doing it, you don't need to pay up for that. That's their baggage. They need to resolve it. But to, for you to live in this high level distress where you have to check pockets and and go walk through a a, 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 a 
metal detector and before you come into the house, get out of here with that. Come on, get out of here. It's a horrible, horrible idea. Horrible idea. You get what I'm saying? Okay, I know you do. I really know you do. Because you're my people. You get me. You get me. All right. Finally, <laughs> I had to call it a specific thing because it's just my favorite name for it. It's the one foot out the door bandit. You know what I mean? It's that girl or guy that always walks out, walks away, goes missing, <laughs> ghosts you, doesn't know how to confront emotions, immature. When you ever see a person who can't back up their word, who does not confront emotions, immature, go ahead and run the other direction. Run like the white walkers are coming at you and there's no more uh, wall to hold them back. There's no more icy wall or dragons to fight for you. Just keep running. There's nothing, nothing to work on here. There's nothing to look back and see. Okay? White walkers are coming after you, friends. Run. Run. From the one, one foot out the door bandit. We don't need that bandit. We don't need that door to be opened. Because it's the most, it's, it's a lot of baggage this person's carrying that has something to do with childhood. Their inability to communicate and haven't worked on that skill and they just ghost you or they just go missing or go AWOL and they have a hard time confronting you properly. Their response really is a form of self-preservation. It's, it took years to make uh, a way to avoid tough situations in relationships to avoid intimacy to avoid talking things out to avoid vulnerability so what does this person do he just he or she just walks out just ghosts you just goes AWOL so this way they always have one foot out the door they're never fully emotionally investing in the relationship you'll know that person do not make excuses for them do not make excuses for them just run run just run (laughs) I hope I made it really clear what I need you to do. <laughs> Just run. I know you're thinking, well, Tala, this is a little harsh. You're telling me all this. This is, this is a lot for me to take in. I know. And so if me as a person who can use any word to describe this, right? Um, <laughs> I need to definitely show you the urgency of what you cannot fix in a relationship. You, you are not able to fix people and especially that specific trait. If they always have a, a hard time with intimacy and commitment, you'll know that this is the one foot, one foot out the door bandit. I mean, they're, they're always literally acting like they're one foot out the door. They don't move in fully. They don't commit fully. They don't do anything fully. They're hiding you. They're hiding from you. I mean, it's like they're secretive, secretive, secretive. I mean, it is odd. I don't want to even want you to ex- be exposed to that broken heart. I want you to know ahead of time and I want to do the best I can to convey that to you having heard so many stories and also from experiences I've had that this is a really big one. As a therapist, I'm telling you, it is hard to work on somebody's ability to commit and those issues that go with that. It takes quite a bit of time because it took quite a bit of time to make that happen. So it's going to take quite a bit of time to undo that and it's only under the permission of that person that wants to work on commitment it can't be because you make them work on commitment yeah you better show me your phone you better you can't make anybody commit to you you cannot they either do it or they don't and if they don't then that's where you jump in with your boundaries the thing is again most people are afraid to make boundaries when it comes to relationships they're afraid they're afraid so it takes a lot of courage and i know you have it in you so when you're on the prowl and you're 
dating, right? Feel free to, you know, show up with a little more discernment when it comes to what you're looking at. I want you to step out of denial and look at what you're looking at. Really look at it, you know? Don't make excuses for the person. Don't work so hard in that relationship just to get it started, okay? Don't make excuses. Don't make it easy. The thing is, see if they're willing to work on it and meet you halfway. Don't do all the work all at the beginning. It was the best advice I was ever given. And there's a lot of people out there that get their heart broken over and over again because they give too much way at the beginning. So please take my advice. And I'd say this with love. I really do. That... Do not give all of it in the beginning. Use a little bit more observation, a little more, like I said, discernment to be able to identify what you don't want and identify red flags. And these are just some red flags. There are more, my friends, but these are the ones that I'm like, okay, what do they need to know now? What do you guys need to know now? You know, and if you're in this type of relationship and these doors have been opened already and no boundaries were put and you care about this person, you're going to have to communicate with them communicate love and respect and tell them I I really cannot be in charge of fixing your past and that you definitely need to work on that. I respect that you do need to work on that. I just can't keep paying for it or any variation that you find (laughs) useful and effective to convey that. Yeah, I want you to have a good time. I want to save you from the heartache. There's going to be some time where you're going to meet a person that is just right for you. And when you are kissing so many frogs, you're you're kind of wasting your time because your prince could be standing by, but you're too busy with a frog to look at the prince. And I don't want that to happen. And I mean that for both uh, prince or princess, okay? You could be waiting for your princess <laughs> to just keep that in mind, you guys. I really want to save you from heartache. Really, that's the point of this. And although I, I am sarcastic when I'm talking about this and I'm very uh, urgent in the way I'm saying it, I really mean it. I want it to stick in your head. I want it to be kind of the little voice whispering in the back of your mind thinking, okay, yeah, I'm making excuses here. <laughs> I don't like that this person does this. I don't, I don't like this person is always, you know, not answering my calls and pretending to be secretive about it and coming up with excuses like their phone is dead or whatever, like basic stuff. Like you're, you're a mature person and you're, they're just definitely something is off. I don't want you to make excuses for them. And I definitely don't want you to use their excuses <laughs> either. So. Yeah. Thank you so much, you guys, for spending some time with me. I love, 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 love humans and humanity. And there's so much beauty in it. And every day, that's proven to me. When I get to see and sit with someone on their human journey, and I'm so privileged and honored to get to do that. And it makes me fall in love more and more with humanity. There's plenty good out there, you guys. Plenty good out there. I need you to hold off for what you deserve. I need you to hold off for what you deserve. My name is Tala, and this has been an episode of Drive Through.